Um, how many of you know yesterday was uh, May 20th, and it's a 10-year anniversary of the Moore tornado? Was anybody here have some friends or family involved in the Moore tornado 10 years ago? So we're the ones lifting our hands because our son Joel was there. Um, you know, a lot of times when when anniversary dates come around, there's some things that can begin to uh, remind us of some things. And I thought about um, how life is when you have storms. And even with the graduates here today, I want you guys to know you're going to have storms. And this message is not just designed for you, although you can take it and use it, but it's designed for all of us. And there were storms in our lives. And then 10 years ago, on May 20th, 2013, um, there was a tornado that came through Moore. Our son Joel was 25 years old and Cora was one year old. Cora was one year old. And Joel and Cora were together um, in Moore. And at that day, that day, I remember that day vividly because we were in Oklahoma City also. We were at a uh, meeting in uh, Church on the Rock in Oklahoma City. Um, we got a phone call about the tornado. Um, and the storm began. And this tornado was a very serious tornado. So I want to show you a few pictures real quick of the tornado itself. Because this was some of the destruction that when we stepped outside of of Joel's house where he and Cora and Danielle were living, this was a shot from their front yard. In other words, everything was destroyed as far as we could see. Next one. This was their actual corner of their house. And from, I guess it would be everything, I guess it would be south and southwest, right? The southeast was destroyed. I mean, it was destroyed. There were, there were just rubble. Yeah, thank you. Let me, let's look at this next one. This was their house itself, and this was uh, Joel. This was his car. Um, his was left outside. Uh, you can see the, the back bumper was taken off of it, and that was all intact before. But their house was, was saved. Go ahead, next slide. So there were 24 deaths. There were seven children from school. The school that was destroyed. What was ironic about this is those children would be graduating today, this year. And it was 17 miles long. It was 1.3 miles wide. It was on the ground for 39 minutes. It was billions of dollars of damage. It was rated as an EF5 tornado. And it had destruction. And the destruction went on for 39 minutes. And then when we got down there, we were able to... We didn't know where Joel and Cora were. Danielle was at the Capitol, and we went by and picked her up and then headed to Moore. And as we approached Moore, 
it was very similar to the same feelings in the middle of the storm that we had in 2012 here in Woodward. Sean and Jody uh, were not able to be here today, but they had gone through this tornado here and lost their home, and God had put his hand on their bathroom, which was the only thing left uh, of their house, and they were in it. So they know and have experienced the storms in life, physically the storms. We got a little closer by, and we couldn't get a hold of Joel. We didn't know where he was. The communication was down. We could only get so close, and we walked in. And we walked in, and we found out that Joel had gotten Cora to the babysitter's house, and that's where we had met was at the house, I believe, of the babysitter. Well, I guess when the storm was taking place, um, Joel was telling me that he took Cora because she was only a year old, and he, and he took, he didn't know what to do. First of all, he was frightened. And he took her and put her in the bathroom vanity, opened up the doors and put her up under the sink, and he was as much up under the sink as he could. He said he could hear it and he could feel it as it crossed over. He could hear the, the damage beginning to hit the house and some of those things that were taking place. Now, they were spared, but again, there were 24 deaths. And the seven children that passed. As I began to start reflecting even yesterday on the storms in our lives. All of us go through storms. We're not exempt from it. You don't get a pass that says you don't have any trouble in your life. You don't have any difficulty. You don't have to walk through some stuff. I wish I haven't had to walk through some of the stuff that I've had to walk through. I began to start thinking about living life in the middle of the storm. Say that with me. Living life in the middle of the storm. Once again, living life in the middle of the storm. Because what happens is we don't get exempt. You don't get to go into the, the bedroom and close the door and say, okay, the storm's got to pass. Because when the storm comes through and you walk outside, you can begin to look and there is destruction, there's damage, there's hurt, there's pain. Now, whatever that storm is that we've gone through or you've gone through in your life, no matter what that storm is, a storm can be a serious disturbance or an element of nature. Something in your life that gets you upset or that happens that, 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 that is there, it's, it gets you into an agitated state. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You get agitated. You, sometimes you can feel it coming, and you're like, oh, I'm not liking this. I'm starting to feel the, 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 the pressure of some things in our lives that begin to take place. You've got to realize it's a storm. It means a violent assault on a defended position. You're going to have storms in your life. You're going to walk through storms in your life, and it's going to have a violent assault on your peace. The peace of God that transcends all understandings. Does everybody understand? We've been through storms. You've been through storms. There's storms that you've been through in your life. Some of them may be major, may not have been an F5, but you might have been through an F1 or 2. 
may not have been a, a tornado. It may have been a, a hurricane. I've been through those also. And, you know, I, I said I did the trifecta thing. I went to California, and I had an aunt and uncle there, and we were visiting. I was, I was there with my, my son, Michael. He was little at the time, and, and we went to Lancaster, California. And we, went to, and we were visiting with, with my Uncle Joe, and all of a sudden we were sitting in the living room, and everything started shaking. He said, get up, get up, get up. And he said, walk over to the door frame. And here we are standing underneath the door frames in the house as the house shook. And the, and the, the, the pictures on the wall shook. And they had a china cabinet. And you could hear all the china, you know, shaking on it. And I was like, is this what I think it is? He said, yeah, just, just relax. I'm like, in the middle of a storm, how am I going to relax? The whole, the whole floor is shaking. Some things are going on from that. And it was like these were the storms in our life. And it was an assault on us. It attacks you. It attacks your life. It attacks your peace. How can you have peace in the middle of an earthquake that's taking place? We were in Oklahoma City, and I don't remember what we were there for. I think it was Sarah. You, we were down there for you. You guys were down there, and we went to the hotel. And, and that morning we got up, and I was standing at the counter talking to the lady behind the counter, and some people were having, having uh, you know, continental breakfast or whatever, and it was like the floor was rolling. And I was like, is this just me? Is there something going on? You know, it was, it was an earthquake that we'd actually walked through that uh, took place that day. I mean, the storms of life, think about what it can do. The storms of life, they can confuse you. The storms of life make you vulnerable. The storms of life that take place, you look at them and they expose you. It's like I'm, I'm exposed. I'm, I'm, I'm exposed to something. And fear can begin to come in and doubt can begin to, to come in. And the things of the storm, sometimes it's like, okay, it's just going to pass. It's just going to pass. It's raining now or, or it, sooner or later it's going to pass. And there are times, and it is going to pass, church. It is going to pass. Say, it's just a storm. Come on, say it. It's just a storm. We're just going to walk through it. It may take a while for it to pass. It may take a, you know, sometimes like the rain, you know, came through just for a little while and it was, and it was pretty heavy and it was like, you know, we, we, it's, it's going to pass. It's going to pass. It's going to pass. And sometimes it can leave destruction. I remember going down a couple of days later after we got Joel and Cora out and we went back in the next day and, and looked at the house. But I remember standing and looking over all the destruction. And you know what I could hear? I could hear birds chirping. I saw the sun. I looked at the sky. And the sky was blue. The next day, after the storm came through, but there was destruction all over. But how many of you know, in the midst of the storm, we've got to look past the destruction. Oh, come on, somebody. In the midst of the hurt and the pain, we've got to look past it. We've got to look past that. We've got to go past it. We've got to look a little deeper. We've got to look a little farther. We've got to look up. And I looked up and I looked around and then I started hearing reports of those people that had died. But I also started hearing reports. Listen, church, I started hearing reports of those people that were saved. Those people that, that, that gave God credit. 
And did you know the Moore tornado 10 years later is an example of how to come through a storm? It's a model for the United States. It's a model for the world. And a lot of that was because of the faith of the people that had to walk through it. I remember this one lady, one of the stories was about this lady and, and she had gotten her dog and they had gone down into the storm shelter, into the basement and, and the dog got loose and the storm came through and she got up and it was like, I can't find my dog and she's walking all around to find it and then all of a sudden a fireman hears this sound and they uncover these things and guess what? It's her little doggy. It's the dog. You know, and, and it was brought through the storm. And I thought about and I kept hearing about the, the, the people that poured out and we poured out and we went down and we worked and we gave away water and we helped, you know, clean up and we did all these different things to be able to go through this storm. But that storm can try to steal your hope. The storm can turn things upside down. I mean, there were cars that were turned upside down. I saw Joel's and the, you know, the, the windows were busted out of it. And, and that thing ran. I was, I was surprised. I was just like, we, we went to go move that car. And he was like, Dad, we're, we, we're going to take that car. And they, they'd got another place to stay. And it was like, you're going to drive it over there. And I'm thinking, we had to air up the tires and do some things. <laughs> well, that, we were driving along and that car was beat up and then, you know, the front bumper was out, the back bumper was gone and the windows were gone. And we're driving along and Joel's just driving along and he pulls up to the stoplight and all these people are looking at him. <laughs> you know, of course he loved it. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm chilling in my car. You know, it was like, hey, he didn't have to worry about the air conditioner because it didn't have any windows. They were all busted out of it. And, and um, I think there was one on the front glass where he wasn't. And, and he was driving that thing. And I was, I was behind him. And I was watching people just go, what the heck? What? <laughs> but he had gone through the storm. He had made it through the storm. The storms have you questioned life. I want to share a little video that I think represents all of us. And then we're going to step in to see what God's word says about having life and walking through living life in the middle of the storms. Let's check this video out. Sometimes we live life in the middle of a storm, left out in the open, exposed to the elements. No matter where we look, protection seems miles away. Shelter feels out of reach. Lately, these storms have grown stronger, more intense, more difficult to bear. Where do we look when we can't see the way forward? How do we find safe harbor? In the midst of the ebb and flow, God promises to be our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in times of trouble. In our most desperate moments, we can rest safely behind the rock of our salvation. Protected by the shadow of His wing. Yes, life has its troubles, but our God is a mighty fortress, our stronghold, our refuge.
so today I want to focus on Psalms 46.1. Because it talks about God being our refuge and our strength. Our ever-present help in times of trouble. I've heard it also said, our ever-present help in times of need. I want you to look at the, the message. <clears throat> the message Bible says it this way. God is our refuge and our strength. Mighty and impenetrable. A very present and well-proved help in trouble. Psalms 46.1. When he talks about refuge, what does that literally mean? Refuge is a, a place that we can flee to. A place that we can go for safety. God is that, that safety place. I, I thought about naming it, God's our storm shelter. <laughs> he is our storm shelter. It, it is so true. And, and there may, maybe physically you can't get there, but there's spiritually we can get there within our mind, our soul, our mind, our will, and emotion. It's a place of safety. He's our refuge. He's our high tower. The Bible talks about being a refuge as being a fort or a fortress. In other words, God says we can run to him. We can get in there. We can get to that place. Uh, last week I talked about running to mama when, when, when the kids have a boo-boo. You know, they'll run right by dad and they'll go right to mom because mama's the one that can kiss the boo-boo and put the band-aid on her and make it all, all better. And, and that's how mamas are. But God himself is a fortress talks a little bit about Psalms 18.2. Let me give you a couple of scriptures real quick. Psalms 18.2. Next one, next slide. See what we can do. 46.1. There we go. There we go. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in what? Whom I trust. See, in the middle of the storms of life, it's like, where do we go? Some of us years ago, I used to go to the bottle. I used to go to the drug. I used to go to the drink. I would go somewhere else for something else because I wanted to numb the pain. I wanted to get by the storm. I wanted it just to pass over. I just wanted it to disappear. I wanted to put it in the microwave and be done. But how many of you know God doesn't operate that way? He's there with us. He's there for us. He's going to be there through the storm. So I'm here to tell you today that some of you might think that maybe God is not with you. I'm telling you, he's with you today. As graduates, he's with you. As those of, that, that, that have graduated or gone on and doing all sorts of other things in their life, God is with you. Jesus said, I'm not going to ever, 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 ever leave you. I'll be with you. I'll never forsake you. He says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. Everybody say trust. See, that's what it comes down to. I could boil everything down and say, put it and say, we've got to trust him. It goes on and it says in that scripture that he is my shield and my horn of salvation, my what? Stronghold. That's the mighty fortress that God is. He is our fortress. He is our fortress. He is our stronghold. There is strength. Now, I wanted to look that word strength up, so I looked in Merriam-Webster Dictionary, which I, I love that one, and, and it says the quality or state of being strong. He's your refuge and your strength. He's a place you can go to 
And he has the quality and the state of being strong. Listen to what the rest of the definition says. The capacity for exertion or endurance. How many of you know God's in it for the long haul? Oh, come on, somebody. He's in it for the long haul. It says the power to resist force means solidarity or toughness. How about this? It also means the power of resisting an attack. Some things can be just life has its own situations and causes situations in your life that you feel like you're under attack. Some can be the enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give you more abundantly. We can go through these attacks. We can go through these times. But God is the source of our strength. He is our strength. See, when it says God is the source of our strength, a lot of times we think about, okay, God, I'm weak, you're strong. Be strong. What he wants to do is be strong in you. What he wants you to do, Delbert, is to tap into the strength of the Lord and say, you are my fortress. You are my rock. You are my refuge. So when you tap into what God has for you, now all of a sudden, Keith, I can be strong because my God is strong. My father's the strongest. My daddy can beat your daddy up. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. When you're little, sometimes it's like, my daddy beat your daddy up. Like, no, I don't think so. My daddy's daddy God. He's not going to lose. So when we think about that, it's that strength. He is our strength. He is our strength. Not only is he strong for us, but he wants you to tap into his strength. Do you get it? He wants you to tap into that strength. So when I'm weak, how many of you know I'm flesh? I'm blood. I'm human. I'm weak, but there's something I can tap into. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you hearing me today? There's something I can begin to tap into that is a foundation of strength, that it is my my refuge that I can run to him and I can get to that place and I can go, okay, Dad, I'm in here. I'm in the safe room. I'm here now. Let the storm pass. And if when I get out and I got to come out and I got to help clean up this mess, this storm, I'm going to know that you're going to be my strength through this situation. Can I get an amen this morning? He is our fortress. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our strong tower. You know, I thought about the wars that took place. And and when you go over into Israel and you see some of the high places in the rocks. And there's the fortress of the rocks. If you could get to a higher place, you had a strategic position to win the war. Right? Right? I mean, if think about it, if you took the highest place and I was thinking about you drive from here to Enid, you know, and you you get to Enid and before you do, you go through that what plains that uh, that gloss mountains. You know, and I thought, man, if there was ever an attack on the deal, I think I'd be going to gloss mountains and I'd be dropping all my weapons on top of gloss mountains. Right. Because then they'd have to come up there to get me and I could get them because I'm in a strategic place. And that's what he's talking about. This fortress is a strategic place. It's a stronghold. It's a place that you can win. Come on, somebody. It's a place that you can have victory. It's a place that you can overcome because there's going to be storms in our lives. But God says, I'm your strong tower. I'll give you the strength. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's talking about you. He's going to give you strength. Life's going to happen and the storms are going to be there. And there's going to be times of crisis 
do we turn to God for help? Because when I read in the Psalms and even Proverbs, and he talks a lot about Israel, and Israel was turning to other things that they needed to try to get strength. They would turn to the government. Come on, you're not going to get strength from the government, y'all. You're going to have to get strength from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're going to have to get strength. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 18. I want to look at verse 10. The name of the Lord is a what? Come on, everybody. The name of the Lord is what? Strong tower. The righteous do what? Run to it. And we're safe. God, I'm running to you. I'm running to you because there's safety. When I get close, I find safety. I find safety. I'm reminded when I was 14 years old, I was going to sell a magazine to um, anybody heard of RJ, RJR Tobacco, you know, the tobacco company. I lived in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It was named after Winston-Salem, those cigarettes, Winston-Salem. Anyways, it was all named after that. And R.J. Reynolds, uh, you know, the foil papal, and they have all this tobacco and stuff like that. So they have uh, Mr. Whitaker, and, and the, the, the corporate offices of Reynolds is in this Whitaker Park. So I'm going to go see Mr. Whitaker <laughs> because I'm 14 years old, and I'm riding around on my bike, and I'm selling news subscriptions to, you know, what, magazines. You guys know what, you know what I'm talking Anybody do that when they were a kid? Am I the, okay, you guys got it. So you understand a little bit. So I ride up. I go past the pearly gates that he has, and I ride up into his, I didn't know. I was 14 years old. I didn't realize that the guy owned, like, you know, 1,000 acres back in there, you know. And So I ride up this driveway. All right, Bobby, I'm going to sell him this. <laughs> I'm going to sell him the Wall Street Journal, and I'm going to win my class to be able to win, to be able to sell the most thing, and I got some kind of prize. It probably breaks in two weeks, right, Bryce? So I ride up there, and I get there, and I'm on my bike, and I, I, I'm, I'm running down pretty fast because I had to climb this hill, and then it was like this, so I had it in a high gear, and I'm just going and going and going, and I pull up to the house. I mean, there was a huge house here, and there was another house there and another one there, so I jump off my bike, and up comes three dogs. Three dogs, German shepherds. Yeah, two of them were pretty pretty vocal. One of them was just a little bitty dog. I don't know what kind it was, but that dog was like coming after me. And so I took my bike and I hid behind it, right? And they were coming to get me. And I said, I'm gone. So I jumped on my bike and, I, and, and the dog grabbed me by my calf, pulled me right off my bike. So I jumped off my bike. I saw the tree. So I took off running for the tree, and I got up in the tree, and I put one leg up and swung the other leg up, and that German shepherd grabbed my ankle, and he pulled me out of that tree. Now I'm looking down, and my leg is bleeding, and I look up, and I see the guy. I didn't know it was him, but I saw him, and I'm thinking, watch me run. And I, You know what I mean? And I took off running towards him, and when I got close to him, those dogs backed off. What I'm saying is that when I got near him, there was a safe zone. When we call upon the Lord, or the righteous, according to this scripture, run to the Lord. And we run. As soon as I got close to him, he got, well, I, when I took off running, they jumped and they got my rear end. And they ripped a hole in my jeans. And I had a wallet. And they took that leather wallet. And he, 
he bit a hole in that leather wallet. So here I am bleeding. I ended up with 14 stitches. They had to take me to the emergency room and everything else. But that I'm glad that dog didn't get me in a hiney. So, you know, it was like, and, and I went to jump on my bike. When I started to ride off on my bike, it was in a higher gear, so I couldn't go real fast, right? And, and so when I got close to him, there was a safe place. And I realized, and all he did was say a word, and those dogs backed off. And I'm thinking, where were you when I needed you? Well, by then, I was 14, and I was mad and bleeding and angry and crying and everything else. And they called my house and took me to the hospital. But when I saw this scripture and I thought about that, the righteous run to it and are safe. That as soon as I got close to them, as soon as we call upon the Lord, call upon the Lord. God, 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 I need you. God, I need you. God, God, I need you. I need wisdom in this situation. I need to know what to do. I need to know what's happening. God, 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 I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. We're calling upon it. I am the righteous. We're a child. And I'm here to tell you, dad doesn't go, I'm busy. I got work to do. Dad says, I'm attentive. I hear you. You're my son. You're my daughter. And he says, we run to him and we receive safety. Everybody say safety. I mean, the fact of the Moore tornado and it became a model for recovery for the largest, one of the largest storms that hit Oklahoma. But it was based on faith. The faith community stepped up. And I want to take a minute today and I just want to pray for those families. Because as we talked about the Moore tornado yesterday and we, we looked at the kids that were involved in it, we thought they would have been graduating because it was a, what, second or third grade class 10 years later, puts them about 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. There would have been seven of them that would have been graduating this year. Will you join me? Angela, would you come and play? Father, right now, we just pray for those families in the Moore tornado that have walked through the storms in their life and that probably continue to walk through some things. I pray for those families of the, the 24 people that were deceased. But God, most of all, we also pray for the, the families of the children that would have been graduating high school today, that you'll be with those families. You'll bring in comfort and peace upon them. And Father, that you turn, you take those things that are difficult and you, 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 you give them ashes. You take those ashes and you give them something beautiful. And God, we just pray for them that you bless them. But God, today we're, we've all gone through some storms in our lives. And some of us are going through some storms right now. On the outside, it, it may look good. But man, there's, there's some storms going on on the inside. And we're not sure and we're uncertain. And we run to all different things except for running to you. And God, I want us to be able to run to you. I want us to be able to run to you because of what your word says, that you are the strong tower, that we are the righteousness of God and we run to you and we're going to be safe. You're going to be our storm safe room. That you help us spiritually. You help our mind, our will, and emotions. You help our, us within our soul to be able to understand that you are the storm chaser. 
and you chase that storms out of our lives and you give us good things and you release your goodness and your grace and your mercy upon our lives today. We thank you, God. We thank you that during times of crisis, we aren't going to look to anything or anyone else but you. Father, help us. Jesus, we call upon the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we, are, we know you are active. We know you're filling us up today. That as we walk through these storms in our lives, we aren't going to look at it and go, well, this is unusual. But we might say, you know what? It's a storm. But tomorrow, the sun's coming out. Tomorrow, the sky's going to be blue. Tomorrow, the birds are going to be chirping. Tomorrow, you've got provision for me. You've made provision for us today. You're taking care of provision for us tomorrow. And we just believe that and we receive that right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Say this after me. Say, I trust in the Lord with all of my heart and lean not on my own understanding. But in all my ways, I acknowledge you and you direct my paths. The storms have to go. I'm going to walk through them. And you are going to keep me safe. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. I wanted to declare that over your lives today. Just stand up and let me just declare Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. We just said it. We trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, we acknowledge you and you direct our paths. God, these storms that we're walking through, that we thank you that you're not going to leave us, that you're going to be with us, that you're providing us through it, that you're working things out on our behalf no matter what takes place within the storms in our lives. Let us always see you and look to you in the middle of crisis in the middle of doubt, in the middle of fear, and then walk in faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. I know that might have been for some of the graduates, but it's for all of us today. We bless you today. If you're here and you want prayer, come allow us to pray for you. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord. God bless.